Howdy, welcome observers. <laughs> oh, <boy>. oh my. <laughs> you know, it's I guess been, Oklahoma is our highest audience. <laughs> it's been yeah. requested that I come in with high energy and there's nothing that's more high energy than a cowboy. So yeah. Hell uh, yeah, brother. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh well, um we're we've started the podcast. <laughs> It has begun. Um, episode 65 of wow. Third Party Observers. Um, so welcome in. It's it's me, um, Austin, and I've got Stan here to my right, John Hello. here to my left, three guys on a couch, and we've got a special guest in a chair um, who, if you're watching, you can't see because of the mystery must remain it's the producer amy exclusive episode hello how's it going great happy to be here happy to remain off camera yeah is it because of your new face (laughs) it's they don't know about that it's because of my extreme beauty yeah the the world's not ready yeah i understand the average man would go blind yeah Yeah. exactly Mm. it's kind of like a medusa scenario we are not average but average we're below average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Below average podcast. <laughs> well, you know, you've always been here operating behind the scenes, yeah. making this podcast work, keeping the band together. Um, I think it's great that you're joining us today. Going to be on mic the whole time. We're going to interview you, ask you deep personal questions. You've already agreed to reveal deep, dirty secrets of the art world. Uh. Um, nice. And you know, know you're gonna shed some light on what it's like to work from home with a needy office mate. Yeah, great. Uh, He's talking about himself. <laughs> no, I don't work from home. Uh, we're talking about dog of the podcast, Luna. Oh, you're talking about back. assistant manager, Luna, assistant manager of whatever we call this house. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's yeah, assistant Cassie. manager of um, uh, digital marketing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the she's art gallery. Yeah. yeah, she's she's more of an on-screen personality. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I feel than than she, really. I mean, she's had a, such a hard week. Just tuck herself out. Yeah, <laughs> if you can see her on the camera. <laughs> I think she's blocked. She's but. still yeah. reeling from her yeah. vet and bath experience. From, from oh what? My goodness. Four days ago. Five <laughs> yeah. days ago. It really takes a toll on her. Um, well, are you excited about? this episode are you nervous i mean so excited as a producer you typically only have to just kind of you know i put in so much work behind the scenes it's nice to i mean you finally give us quite a few um facts whenever we ask for them yeah begrudgingly (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh maybe it's for something a producer could find out for us (laughs) you know i have confession a lot of times i wasn't super listening before like i'll just i was in the room and then i have to be like wait what were they talking about what do i need to look up now i have to go back into the recesses of my Hmm. subconscious that big brain of yours yeah Yeah. this is just about how smart i am really well that is concerning (laughs) as a producer of the show you don't even listen most of the time you know when you do so much prep work beforehand the show just kind of runs itself Stan gets it would you go into you know please detail all the prep work that you go into you know i i want to keep this engaging for the listeners (laughs) you don't don't want to get into the weeds yeah they're not here for the technical stuff they're just here for good time my shining personality yeah well are you happy with your arrangement as producer of this podcast yeah i am i 
think I run a tight ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, you do. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, did you ever envision um, being involved in a podcast at ever at any point in your life? No. Even before podcasts were created. Yeah, as in my infancy, I thought you know I hope someday there's a format that is just people talking and I can run it. You and your sister just didn't want to like sit down in front of a <laughs> microphone. <and laughs> No, although we did, you know, make a lot of videos as kids, mm. so yeah. I was preparing my whole life. I didn't even know. It yeah. is weird that you guys did that, and yet neither one of you want to really be on camera now. Or <laughs> <laughs> we got it out of our system yeah. early. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the cam. Yeah, well, because and then you obviously your surgery and you can't be on camera now. Right. So. Sure. It's too too much. Yeah. Just really hammering that home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. uh, what, what kind of video were they? Music videos? Were they what kind of? What Some are we talking here? Home there videos? were a couple of music videos. A co- it was more of like a short film mm. situation, but yeah. just like goofy stuff. Mm. I mean, we this was like I don't know. We were like yeah, twelve, thirteen. So it wasn't gonna get picked up by the Sundance Festival. You know, I think it should have. I really felt good about it. I liked the editing part of it and the. That, so so, yeah. you, so it was not VHS. It was, was post VHS days. Yes, it was. How we old had do you DVDs. think she is? We had a camera when I was growing up, like the giant one that you put yeah. on your really? shoulder. Oh, that's and awesome! And you put the entire VHS tape in it, and we nice. took so many videos, and they were all so dumb. Nice. But we had a blast with that thing. Yeah, mm. it was so fun. You and feel we like loved a movie it. producer. Yeah, we would like have sleepovers with friends, and like that's what we would do. Yeah, is we'd make a video with uh-huh. everybody and it, we d- did like a murder mystery <laughs> thing and that everybody still talks about just as a you know inside joke between but it's, it was yeah really that's fun. cool though yeah we had a good time nice. do you think that you inspired like key and peel absolutely <laughs> the Chappelle show and like you know the yeah. I think yeah we were all leading the way on all she of that. pioneered the medium yeah, yeah. 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 your yeah. videos got leaked to the public and yeah. that's yeah. where the, we have you to thank we yeah. really I mean, wrote she our started YouTube oh yeah nice. yeah are you a secret billionaire yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's why I drink Folgers coffee yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you slumming it with us <laughs> yeah it's the best part of waking up you know yeah. yeah um well if you were to host your own podcast mm. what topic do you think you would cover. Mm, that is something I've never considered, obviously because I'm so invested in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I like listening to like comedy writers podcasts, mm-hmm. but I am not one. Mm. So I don't that know. It does make it difficult. Yeah. But I do like writing. So it would be interesting to talk to like people who aren't like career writers or whatever, but like do it as a, as hobby. a hobby and yeah. just what are their, she's, what are they trying to do? She's going to make a podcast about English literature <laughs> <laughs> and it's what no. you will listen to before yeah. you fall asleep. No, I mean, I like, uh, my Birbiglia's podcast yep. working it out. That's, yeah. a, that's comedy writers or com- uh-huh. comedians uh-huh. kind of just talking about their material. I think it would be fun to do that with just like random people about whatever side hustle they're trying to get yeah. off the ground. Yeah, like, cool. like, what are you, what do you want to do? And, yeah, and then steal, steal all their all ideas. ideas? <laughs> <laughs> steal all their ideas. How start your I own business. This yeah. My podcast. I think that would be fun. Cause I feel like a lot of people have like creative, interesting ideas, but it's yeah. just the nine to five wears you down and 
Yeah, and mm-hmm. then you get home, it's like, I just want to sit down and bench. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, yeah. unless you have really, like, time and mm-hmm. resources to pursue that, it's like, you can't. But you a lot of people have really grind. interesting thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of your 9 to 5, you so you mentioned you handled digital marketing for a national art gallery. Correct. Is marketing a skill you learned in school? Did you acquire it on the job? How... Did you become a marketer? It is not something I learned in school. I, uh, yeah, I studied history and then art history, ancient Greek art. Hmm. So it was more academic writing mm-hmm. kind of thing and got into the gallery as like a researcher studying, you know, doing due diligence on artworks they were trying to bring in, making sure it's legit and we have all the history on it and writing about it and all that. And then yeah. that just kind of, so really marketing, I just came to, from being part of the company and yeah, it was a need that they had and I tried it and was good at it. And hmm. yeah. So, uh, well, how, how do you, <laughs> I, I don't know how to ask this without. How do you market? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's how do you make art interesting? <laughs> He's about to make a lot of people mad. Oh, you know, I, just, I don't think that the art world is listening to third-party <laughs> observers. Who do you think you are? I just, uh, I've, I just need to know. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Um, I uh, was interested in art to begin with, so um, I didn't have a hard time seeing it as interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe helps, but I f- it seems like with anything, it's just about telling a story. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you can dive into what the artist was doing and what their influences were and because a lot of artists are like weirdos, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, weird. and so there's a, often a really weird backstory or interesting element to it that it's, it's not just what you're seeing mm-hmm. in front of you. It's what, you know, what they were up to, why they did it, mm-hmm. what they were trying to do or what the painting has what the painting's life has been since they created it. Who's owned it? Who, yeah. where has it been exhibited? You know, like that Banksy painting that shredded yeah. at the auction. Like there's always weird stuff going on that's you outside of, yeah. That, did you hear about that? That no. it was a Banksy piece that sold for like a crazy amount at yeah. auction. And it was set up in a frame that once the sale happened, it dropped into a shredder what? and like, they didn't know, that that was and like that's a, a kind of a Banksy thing to do because it's kind yeah. of edgy and street art kind of. I would be so mad if I spent that amount of money. Well, yeah, you'd think it, and it only partially shredded. It's like the bottom part of it. Oh, so it's still, so it's like so, so it's there's still some intact. of it still. In, yeah, it's still intact, mm. and huh. it sold again for more recently for way more because because of the, the lore, story. Like, yeah, of it. yeah. So huh. it's weird because it was yeah. initially they were like, oh no. We just sold this and it's destroyed. But then the owner really, I think, kind of got more than they bargained for because yeah. now it so was crazy expensive. So, so how much money, how much did it sell for both times? I really don't remember. I think it was. I mean, it was trillions. <laughs> when it sold again, it was definitely over a million. I don't know what. Yeah. By how much, but yeah. So w- was that something that? Banksy put like into the frame, like he designed it. What was there a trigger or I something? So. That he, he like hit a button when it sold. Yeah, I don't remember. What if it was crowd. sent in it and it was just like, 
I have been sold. I refuse to be <laughs> someone else's. Yeah, it was, it was set up that way in the frame. So I think it would have had to be Banksy that orchestrated yeah. it. But I think even the people running the auction like didn't didn't know weren't aware of it yeah i think so that means he had to be in the crowd yeah maybe i don't know what what if he was he? bidding on it in secret just to drive up the yeah, what if he bought it what yeah. if he was the the buyer and then he's like ah oh, i will not i think we're really getting money. somewhere and with this mystery yeah <laughs> driving up the cells of his yeah. own art kind of like possible. how we talked about with housing in yeah. the last podcast yeah yeah. Nuts. Uh, well, what are some of the wilder, crazier stories of artists or pieces that come to mind that you think would be interesting? Oh, man. That's going to be hard to think of. Um, Is it just because there's so many weirdos <laughs> that they've all done so well, many weird things? I feel like the things that I would think of are just, you know common stories that you've heard, like Van Gogh mm. cutting off his ear or stuff like that did he paint with that ear <laughs> <laughs> that's a paintbrush like cut it off <laughs> add it to the paintbrush <laughs> oh. I don't think that he did oh um no. why did he cut off his ear he was mentally ill oh he was just having a hard time and he thought he okay. could have a better time without an ear <laughs> yeah I mean uh, to be honest I haven't asked him about it so I don't know oh. but do you hmm. think that was inspiration for Harry uh for JK Rowling whenever was it George Weasley that lost his ear? <laughs> Maybe. He's like, oh, you know what? Another pe- famous person lost his ear. Yeah. <laughs> Did you be. say famous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd, nobody wants to sit and listen to me think about yeah. a good story. What's your favorite type of art? <laughs> <laughs> like, I like, I like abstract. The most. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Okay. I like. Um, yeah, the kind of the early abstract stuff where it was kind of new, and edgy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and people were like, "What They're is like, this, this isn't and art. why?" <laughs> I mean, like it? you can only look at so many pictures of baby Moses in a basket <laughs> before it's yeah, like, Jesus. I, know. I mean, sorry, it's just like, ah, <laughs> all right, this is enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my one of my favorite early abstract artists is Kandinsky. Uh, he had. I like the way he <laughs> described it. Well, I mean, I'm yes. I'm not I'm gonna very try very one. hard not to be boring about art on this podcast. Yeah, it's hard to but do. But <laughs> it's a simple explanation that he gave for why abstract art is valid, and it was essentially that you can listen to a piece of music without, um, and you can like it without comparing it to something. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of art, you know, representative art, they're like. It's great because it looks so much like the thing it depicts. It looks like that landscape. It looks like that still life or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Kandinsky's argument was you can appreciate a piece of music for just the notes and how they go together. You don't like it because it sounds like a bird or something. Mm -hmm. So you should be able to appreciate visual art for its fundamental elements too, for the color and the form. It it can be aesthetically beautiful without looking like something. Yeah. Interesting. So... I probably don't have as high of an opinion of art as uh, <laughs> most people. Um, and that's maybe because of the inside knowledge I get from you whenever you're like, yeah, this painting sold for X amount of dollars. And I'm like, did a child do it? <laughs> did uh, a monkey do it? That the, would, I would buy monkey art. The <laughs> What about elephant art? The one that yeah. is most aggravating to me, and you've, you've I don't remember who did it, but... It was literally just a black canvas mm, yeah. that sold for, I don't know how many 
dollars, but too many, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so many dollars. And why? <laughs> that that's I mean yeah. At that point, I mean, you, you mentioned that really people are just buying stories and not art. So is there, is it, do people actually like the art that they're buying <laughs> or is it just like an investment piece? Uh, I mean, it varies, you know, from person to person, but that kind of stuff. I mean, if you look at it just on its own as the paint on the canvas and it's looks like it's just totally black, which those that you're talking about actually aren't, there's like a grid system with very subtle differences in color and it's I'm not saying that I like that mm -hmm. painting but it is a little bit more complex than it appears but you have to kind of look at it within the context of the developments of that movement it's like basically they were just trying to take that concept that I was mentioning of like the basic elements of art mm -hmm. creating something and like whittling it down to like what is the most pure abstract thing and the guy who did the ad Reinhardt is the artist who does did the black paintings and yeah. I think he was kind of a tool but <laughs> um, he's not my favorite but you kind of have to look at yeah like people can a lot of people say my my kid could do that when they look at abstract yeah. art and yeah. they don't realize how inadequate their kids are <laughs> <laughs> no I mean it's true like yeah your kid could put black paint all over a canvas but can he tell a story <laughs> yeah but it's more it's like but they didn't you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so do you think abstract artists are maybe maybe not less talented but i don't know how you would put it than less like normal artists that like paint scenes and whatnot just because like abstract artists just kind of like whatever you want it to be it's kind of a mess yeah right? i mean i i don't know i think because there is a lot to a lot of complexity to how colors work together. Right, and yeah, no. There's I'm a lot of color theory behind like making it look like a good composition. But also a lot of those abstract artists first became very proficient as like representational artists. Like yeah. I think it was like Picasso or somebody who okay. said like I trained my whole life to learn to paint like a child or something. Like yeah. mm. and like his figure like he was very good at rendering like accurate the picture like he was very good at the stuff that you would consider mm -hmm. normal advanced art but then okay. moved from that to like okay but what can we do that's different yeah and uh, i feel like with art or with anything you have to learn what the rules are so that you can break them in an artistic yeah. way yeah exactly yeah so i heard a a thing about and i don't know what artist it was um <clears throat> but it was a story and i don't know if it was true or not but it was kind of an interesting quote kind of but Basically, there's an artist like eating in a restaurant and someone recognized him and they went up and said, hey, can you can you paint me a picture or draw me a picture or something? Um, so the guy was like, yeah, sure. So he, he drew a picture in like five minutes and said, here, that'll be three hundred dollars or something. Mm -hmm. And they're like, three hundred dollars. It just took you five minutes. And he said, no, it took me 40 years to be able to do this in five minutes. Yeah. So like funny. you're building that skill set your entire life. Yeah. And it may not look like it took you very long to do it in this moment, but it took you a lot of training to get to the point where you could do that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I hadn't heard that story, but yeah, exactly. So so you dabble in art, and we are not art experts at all, but like, what's the difference? Because I'm looking at one of your pieces on the wall right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, what's the difference that something that you do, and I think it looks great, Thank between you. something that like sells for like, of the same nature that sells for like a million dollars? Like, what's the difference? Like, I honestly couldn't tell you. 
Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. And it's like, there's a, a lot about, I mean, it's, you could compare it similarly to like famous actors or something. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of really talented people in local theater and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. But like, what is it about this one person that they just catapult to fame? Like it's the, yeah, the name and the brand. Yeah. There's build. a lot of other factors that go into like being successful. And it's a lot of times not even just the first person who did something. It's yeah. whatever timing worked yeah. out to where they were in the right show at the right time or the yeah. right critic gave them support or something like that. So I'm definitely not saying that my art right. could be yeah. on that level, yeah. but um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of question about that. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, I just think John just gave you the stamp of approval to start selling your art online and we can, you know, become I mean, I bet you could sell it on Etsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've thought about that. So my my sister just painted a picture for Lindsay for her wall. Oh, um, nice. It's it's not like a giant picture, but Lindsay like we've taken a lot of pictures in the mountains and hiking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So she wanted like a mountain painting to put on the wall too. Cool. And she did a really good job. But I I was doing some research because we wanted to pay her for it because uh, she spent a lot of time. <laughs> like like yeah. it takes a long time to do um, like intricate paintings like that. Yeah. And uh. A lot of artists, especially like um, amateur artists, will p will charge by the square inch. Yeah. And depending mm -hmm. on how good you are, or um, like how proficient you are, or how well known you are, you can charge more per square inch. Yeah. Than someone like like if you've been doing it for several years, you could charge more than someone just starting. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, but I think uh, as you do that and you sell more pieces, you kind of um, make a name for yourself and, and have a reputation. Okay, this is a piece that I put out. Um, we went to uh, Eureka Springs, and there is several little art shops, and these guys had paintings up. And there was one where the lady was actively painting a picture, and they were the most realistic paintings that I have ever seen. Yeah, it was incredible. Cool. And she would do like, uh, like, I mean, all sorts of different stuff, but animals and like a bird and like an apple. And it looked so realistic. He almost ate the apple. <laughs> I tried to eat the apple, but it was not real. Yeah. Took got a big bite of canvas and spit it out. <laughs> yeah. But, but her paintings and she's uh, like, I never would have known about her. <clears throat> she's not like a real big time artist, but she's selling her paintings for like thousands of dollars yeah, because they're so good. And they had like a, cool. a bunch in the, in the shop for sale. That's awesome. So I didn't know about the price by square inch um, thing, but that makes sense because like, you know, you go into like local coffee shops or yeah. whatever in small towns and, and a local artist may be selling their, their pieces just in there on the wall. Mm -hmm. And I always would get, I'll, I'll get so mad because I look at the <laughs> price and I'm like, that's a cool piece, but I'm not paying that. Right. Paid $600. You know, you know, I'll give you 50 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah. And now it makes a lot more sense yeah. that if, if there's kind of a set standard uh -huh. of, I just thought people were a little pretentious. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, in well, the art world, you have to be pretentious. Yeah. Also, yeah. you have to think about how much time it took them to no. paint that thing. Yeah. Like, don't have it to. could take <laughs> hours, like 20, 30 hours to paint a picture. I think about how much enjoyment do I get out of this? <laughs> uh, well, also, Stan, when you were talking, it reminded me of when me and John and producer Amy um, had a Bob Ross <laughs> <laughs> night. 
<laughs> and we so we went over oh, to a friend's God. house and we followed a Bob Ross Tutorial. YouTube video yeah. and and painted along. <laughs> Mine looked like How'd it, it was done out? by an autistic child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have pictures of those? Uh, um, I I I don't know somewhere. I don't know. We did end up giving the set away hmm. um, at a, a game night party where there were prizes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody <laughs> wanted them. We we did not want them. Oh, that's so. Funny. I mean, Amy's looked good. Austin's was passable, and mine was just downright awful. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh man, I. That was fun. I had never done that before. Yeah, it was fun. But yeah. Yeah, you were really into it. It but was. you're also artistic, yeah. so. No. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, you've lived in many different cities uh, in, in towns and states and countries. Um, what has been your favorite that you've lived in as well as your least favorite? Tulsa, hmm. Oklahoma, least favorite. That is tough <laughs> to say. I mean, my favorite, the one that I would live in again in a heartbeat would be austin texas hmm. um is it because of this guy over here yeah it's because <laughs> it's named after my favorite guy <laughs> yeah Na- yeah weird. named after me <laughs> yeah let's be clear Your about middle that. name is texas yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'd i i've lived in like big si- like chicago or like boston i guess is kind of Boston. Big city too, but kind of it is a big city. Yeah, but I mean like smaller you know, than Oklahoma City. It yeah, has, but it's so condensed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I Austin. I liked that it was there was a lot going on, a lot of like a lot of weirdos, a lot of weirdos. Sure, but like cool and music scene, cool art scene, like really interesting bars and restaurants, a lot of fun stuff. But it didn't feel it wasn't like hard to get around in. Yeah, and so I liked that that it was. um you know, like drivable or yeah. walkable, depending on where you live. And um, that was really fun. My least favorite probably was when I lived in Palm Desert in California. Is it because you were so far away or is because everyone there just like pretentious? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, the town itself, like it's near Palm Springs, um, but it's, you know, a little bit away. And there's not a lot of people who live there like all the time that aren't just like older, wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just hard to like find people to hang out with outside of coworkers. Yeah. So that wasn't super fun. It was like, Mm -hmm. I loved the location because it was like a couple hours you could be in the mountains, a couple hours you could be at the beach or in LA or whatever. And so it was like ideal for doing like weekend trips or day trips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I loved that part of it, but. So it was like 20 miles from everything. (laughs) <laughs> how long do you think it takes california to drive a jokes. mile john it was, well, a, it was a california driving joke yeah yeah, LA. yeah if i was going to, i did not go to la head. that much <laughs> yeah because it is a, a headache uh you also well you did a semester in oxford right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i loved living there that was yeah. super fun that's cool yeah. where is that it's like uh it's near london it's like maybe okay. half an hour away okay yeah I, can remember yeah um you don't want to move it is in oxford yeah (laughs) (laughs) i would move back there yeah that would be awesome okay (laughs) (laughs) see ya yeah i mean it's tough because i like being close to family so yeah Hmm. that's another reason why austin would be good because yeah close enough that you pretty close yeah because it like it'd be really cool to go just find a really cool place to live in the mountains or like whatever you like doing close to the beach or in California, close to both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I want to be close enough to family that I can still 
go hang out on a weekend or see them every once in a while. So you're kind of stuck like where your family is. Yeah. That's tough. Well, and then you, I mean, as we get older, obviously our parents are getting older too. So like you want to make sure that you're spending time with them when they're still in decent health. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's the, the other hard part is like, okay, when is the time to move away? And Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, most of us, I mean, we did that already. Like we moved away right out of college and and then have moved back since. Yeah. That's why I'm good with being in Tulsa for, and I actually, I, I really like living in Tulsa. The bar scene and the art scene. And yeah, there's, there's like cool stuff going on here. Yeah. Did you say bark scene? No. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of great dogs in Tulsa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Luna agrees. Yeah. yeah. Although she can't get anything fun to play with her. Yeah, she just comes on a little strong. That's okay. Uh, well, we finished with the observational round, as you know. I mean, you created the round, so sure. Of um, course. And I guess I should add a disclaimer in that producer Amy had no. She wrote all of these questions, so. Um, yeah, this is scripted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in the movie The Interview, whenever James Franco is trying to. <laughs> interview kim jong-un <laughs> and there's a scripted list of questions oh that's funny i, I haven't seen it no it's a really stupid movie you would hate it <laughs> you would hate it for sure is that the one that korea tried to like ban, ban. yeah, yeah. when yeah. it was right at, it was at the height of when like he was going through real crazy yeah they yeah. were like we're gonna launch a bunch of nukes and everyone was like maybe we don't release this movie <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but then they really did it anyway yeah. Yeah, Tina Fey had a great joke about that when they hosted some award show that year. Yeah. And she was like, North Korea tried to ban the interview, forcing us all to pretend we wanted to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an awful movie, but yeah. that's funny. Um, all right, well, we'll just jump right in. If you could only read one book and watch one movie for the next 10 years, what would they be? Um. All right. Movie, I could probably watch Oh Brother Where Art Thou anytime. Mm. I was going to guess Sweet Home Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a romantic. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I just think it's such a funny movie. Why did you pick Sweet Home Alabama? Because it's the opposite of what she would want to (laughs) watch. (laughs) It was a joke. I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it. I don't think she would want to watch it at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um, And oh, book. That's easy too because there's really only one book that I've reread multiple times the bible <laughs> oh now i'm gonna sound like a heathen <laughs> great stan thanks stan um yeah it's the bible that's my answer which book specifically <laughs> is it amy chapter three leviticus oh man just dabbling in blasphemy um, <laughs> no the my real answer is jane Eyre. oh classic I've never read it yeah, I I wouldn't expect either of us to though yeah i, I get yeah. the vibe that it's boring is it boring I mean, if you like, if you think boring is like crazy people living secretly in a house and burning it down and they lived in a house and burn it down while um, they were in it, an orphan growing up and being a teacher and it's by Jane Austen, right? Uh, Charlotte Bronte. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I thought you were right too. I thought I was too, but no, I mean, similar. Yeah. They're practically the same person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the names are really similar. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't say that it's a book you guys would enjoy, but I yeah. really identified with the Is main it character. Because there's no yeah. pop-up pictures. It's mostly about that. Yeah, there's there's no pictures. So, yeah. out, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> 
producer Amy, or uh, not producer Amy. <laughs> producer uh, Luna. Producer Luna has joined the <laughs> making an appearance. Joined the set. Uh-huh. Uh, woke up from her snooze. Um, okay, if you had superpowers, do you think you would use those powers for good or for evil? <sighs> I mean, I'd like to say good, but we all know that power corrupts. So maybe initially I would be good, and then. I'd destroy the world. Nice. I can get behind that. Yeah. I mean, I of course, we all want to believe the best in ourselves, but who can say? You know? Maybe it would go to my head. I'd like to think that I would be like... I wouldn't be a super villain, but I would be villainous. <laughs> would you, like, cause minor inconveniences to everybody? Yeah. I feel like that would be a John thing to do, yeah, to use your like powers to, like, make sure pranks. they hit every stoplight Yeah. or, mm. like... Every time they open a door, it's really loud. Yeah. I mean, some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's John. Yeah. Uh, all right. What is a skill that you wish you had? Um, what do I wish I could do? Hmm. I mean, you're already so good at everything. You're right. I do have many talents. <laughs> is it be a better producer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd really like to learn how Work to produce a podcast. <laughs> be, you're producing be a more powers. engaged producer. <laughs> no, I really, I think I've reached the top of my game there. Um, <laughs> ooh, no, you know, actually, I just looked at my plant in the corner. I wish I was mm. better at gardener. Yeah. Because yeah. I really like plants and being Flowers. outside and stuff. But I just don't know any, I don't know what I'm doing. I, maybe now that I live in a house instead of an apartment, I can be better yeah. at that. But Are I'd like to learn. I'd like to have a green thumb. Do you want more like flowers and pretty stuff or do you want a garden where you can eat stuff out of it and tomatoes and stuff like, like that? A, yeah, I'd be yeah. more into like a vegetable garden. But cool. I like, you know, like house plants inside mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I have a fake fern in my office. Nice. Mm. I bet it's thriving. It is. <laughs> yeah. Really low maintenance, those fake plants. Yeah. 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 I like them. They're my favorite. <laughs> I am on board for you acquiring a green thumb because I hate gardening. So cool. outside. That's why you need to do raised beds. Raised beds are so easy. Yeah. Ra- but raised beds are so expensive to build right now. They are. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Lumber. I, I went, because we were thinking about it, you know, it's, it is the time to, if you're going to do it, to start building it. And mm-hmm. I went just to, just to see what it would cost. Mm-hmm. And like a standard two by four, it, like, I think I figured it up. You know, the size board that we needed, it wasn't a two by four. It was something else. Two by six. It was like $25 for an eight foot board. And I was like, we're not doing this. Yeah. Well, when you can just go to the store and buy vegetables and like tomatoes <laughs> for like 88 cents or pound yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Well, like, don't, ah. don't use like straight lumber. Go get you, go get you some pallets and then build it up with pallets and mm-hmm. you can use, and they've got like the bigger pieces inside that you can use as the corners and mm-hmm. then yeah. free. Yeah, um, I think what we're gonna do is just do some container gardening. Where yeah, I think that's what I'll start because I don't want to invest in building a raised bed and then mm. be like, oh, I just am really bad at gardening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a try first like before to, you. Yeah, I'd like to build up the skill. Jump in the deep end. Start small. Yeah. Yeah, my hesitation to gardening is the consumption of vegetables. Mm. Is I always <laughs> you don't like you it. Know. That's why I like just to do a salsa garden because it's super yeah. easy. I love tomatoes. I love peppers. Yeah, you can do a few herbs. Yeah, herbs. Yeah. I wouldn't herbs. mind having an herb garden 
and having like cilantro and mint and yeah. my mom used to have a mint patch and she would do uh, and it was like a giant mint patch yeah because it, it just it, isn't it super invasive it's invasive yeah, yeah. you have to be careful because it, it grew all down the side of the house but then anyway you can make sun tea it's super nice yeah she <laughs> she would make mint well we called it mint tea it was, or mint water but it's basically like a tea but it was super refreshing on like hot summer days you get yeah. get in from moa and pour yourself a big glass of mint tea oh it's so good see that's the dream i yeah, yeah maybe you can really make some mojitos <laughs> all right getting getting feisty mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. um what do you think is the biggest problem or challenge society is facing today Oof. wow really coming in <laughs> yeah. hot, hot and heavy questions, questions. Yeah. probably not listening to third-party observers that's um, right yeah, I mean, I wait. Biggest challenge or biggest problem with society? Or yeah, that we that we are facing today. Uh, What's the thing that we're gonna have to come to terms with? <laughs> I mean, probably climate change. <laughs> huh. Yeah, cow farts. I, f- I bet that's not a very interesting. Answer. I mean, honestly, I would say like tie between prevalence of social media mm. and like the twenty-four hour news cycle. Mm. Yes. Of just like, if it's sensational, if it's going to get viewers and it goes on TV, I feel like yeah. that's very dangerous. Mm. There was an interesting uh, interview of Denzel Washington where he was talking about that. And he said, and he was talking to the, the person interviewing him and said, you have a really big responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And right now, nowadays, the it doesn't even matter if you're right. It's yeah. the first person mm-hmm. with the information exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's all turned into how fast can we get this out? And fact checking, I feel like, has gone down in. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be putting something out intentionally false. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> it has turned into who can get to the punch the fastest instead of um, let's do a good job. Let's make sure we get the right information yeah. out there. Anchorman yeah. 2 tells a really good story <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't even think it's i don't think it's necessarily the journalists that are the problem they're in kind of an impossible situation executives that Mm -hmm. are like yeah they they figured out how to make money on off of it yeah and so that's all that they're doing is well and they're trying well because i mean they are for profit businesses too or are they for profit i guess yeah 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 Yeah, i mean like nbc papers and yeah, it's just the way that their system is set up incentivizes yeah. the wrong thing. It's yeah. like, yeah, you're exactly what you're saying. It's whatever's fastest and most interesting that's going to get the most people's attention. You want to get the what, best sound bite. Yeah, that's yeah. what <laughs> makes the money. Not like, okay, what is factual or, you know, b- useful? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, and it's just like, you know, the, the, when they the initial days of covering the Ukraine-Russia situation and mm-hmm. like Russian... Russia was invading, and then like CNN cuts away, and it's like just like an Applebee, Applebee's commercial. Oh yes, like yes. you yeah. know, and, and like this is a, a good picture of our society. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Well, and that compared or that combined with social media is just everybody thinks they're an expert on everything because mm-hmm. it's like you can watch the news clip and then you can go yeah. shout about it online, mm-hmm. and there's just no real like good. I don't know. That's why I only trust myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just do your my, own research, own people. Research. Yeah. yeah, don't trust the experts. Yeah. Um, well, well, what um, has been your observations about marriage life? 
Ooh, Ooh, this is about to get interesting. You want to talk about this now? (laughs) The burning question. This is what people have been waiting for. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be boring because it's, I, my observation is that it's just really nice and fun. Hmm. That is boring. Sorry. Let's talk about your biggest argument. (laughs) 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 Let's talk about it now. (laughs) Let's hash it out. Yeah. I mean, we really, it's, I feel like we've got a good system, you know, Mm. we, live together well i clean the bathroom you clean the kitchen mm. yeah what more could you need that's you the know? key to your success in a marriage yep. yeah and then really i'm responsible for dirtying both <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah oh that's funny you did use the bathroom right after i cleaned it this morning mm. and i was just like <sighs> what a jerk I mean, oh well you gotta use it at some point you should have asked you said I, I i'm about to clean the bathroom you need to go you're I right it was said, on me i would have yeah. said yep yeah <laughs> yeah, what what you need to do is get those raised beds going, and then you can have a compost <laughs> pile outside. Just make them go outside. Yeah, that's dual purpose. Yeah, you know, I I'd do it. <laughs> I think we need to compost more as a society. Oh boy, oh boy, mm. shit in some buckets. I'll do it. Uh, take out your toilet. Yeah, You're not even you yeah. have no bathroom anymore. It's just empty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll just take it out. We'll just. Dig a hole in in, <laughs> in the ground right there, and we'll have a squatty potty. Oh yeah. gosh, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever pooped in a squatty potty that was like a really deep hole before? No, I've refused. <laughs> I was like, I will hold it until I find a western toilet. <laughs> it's it's the greatest thing. What going and then just like waiting a few seconds and it, bloop. No, they smell so. That's wild. Well, wild. but the the hole's deep enough you can't smell it. Any squatty potty that I've been around, I was like, oh, this is awful. I yeah. just refuse to go. <laughs> I was always terrified of like falling in, though. I was just going to ask. Because yeah. it's not a very big hole. And if you got stuck, oh. How would you fall in? It's not a big hole. Well, it was in Africa, so they don't have like the, uh, the regulations here. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I've pooped in the woods. Does that count? Yeah. Sure. Did you bury it? Count as what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I kind of pooping, pooping in the wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, it, is this the conversation you wanted to have on the podcast? Yeah, I, I pooped on a. You know, we were always building to yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. What's the weirdest place you've ever pooped? Mm. <laughs> now this is the information that observers want to hear. <sighs> I don't think I've pooped anywhere weird. All right. Well. Lame. I'm just trying to think. You're just shy. <laughs> I'm just boring. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a classic. Girl who likes to poop in a toilet. Yeah. Mm. Girls right. poop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you had to find out like this. Dang, Dang it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I have a question. Okay. To add to this. What, what is it? Rapid fire? Something or other? Sure. Let's hear it. In the last year, what product or service have you used the most that was less than $100? Ooh. Hmm. Is there something that was like really useful or something you use every day or... I mean, it could be Netflix. It could is it be DoorDash. It is DoorDash. It is DoorDash. 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 <laughs> a good one. Do you have DoorDash like the one where you don't even have to pay for delivery fees? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. How do you do that? Well, you have it's a just like a subscription. Yeah. 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 So it's like I think fourteen dollars or something that for a month. Yeah. I mean, if you That's DoorDash like three much. times. No. Yeah, it's worth it if itself. you just use it a few times. Which, if you're somebody like me who doesn't <laughs> get away from work during the day to make lunch or yeah that's awesome shoot i might have to go do that yeah i mean because you can 
work the system just right to where your order is just enough to be over the threshold of uh, oh it has you, to it be, does like, have to be a minimum amount yeah usually it's like ten dollars or something oh, yeah you can't just order like a cookie and get it delivered I want for one yeah. 99 cent cookie yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's not a good thing to do regularly <laughs> yeah but I mean, it is a somebody. thing that i do yeah yeah no that, i mean if it's useful to you and it saves you time and effort and yeah, I'm Go sure in some way it's really bad for local businesses. There's well, always but, a catch. But with with DoorDash, you can act, it's multiple restaurants, so you could like go to a more local business that might not have their own delivery service. Right. Yeah, that's true. Do you do that? Taco e- Bell yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> that local dive dive yeah. restaurant, Taco Bell. I mean, uh, you got Tally's down the street. You've ordered from them before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're supporting local business. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, thank you, producer Amy, for your service to um, the local Tulsa economy. Thank you, yes. Um, to this podcast. Um, we hope you continue producing this show. Um, I hope you continue being married to me. <laughs> and, uh, I think it's going great. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. Uh, for those of you listening, thank you. Uh, you can follow us on social media, Twitter at Party Observers, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Third Party Observers. Thank you. Goodbye. See you. Bye.